0: We've received a unique promo code, so new users can follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. That's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. Thanks to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Friday, April 14th, 2023. On today's episode, we're going to have a preview of the summer movie season, and we're going to speculate wildly about the box office potential. This is Slash Film Editorial Director Peter Serretta. And joining me on today's podcast is Slash Home staff writer and box office analyst, Ryan Scott.
2: Hey, hey, everyone. How's it going?
1: Uh, it's going good. Okay. To set this up, um, you know, we did this last year. Uh to, we basically this is going to be a preview of the summer movie season. We're going to go through all the the big releases, and uh, we're going to give you domestic movie release dates. And I I'm going to try to get Ryan to talk about the domestic movie box office potential. I know he's all about the the global box office, uh. But you know what? This is an excuse for Ryan. Every every year I go on the the film cast and I do the summer movie wager, and I, I'm basically uh using this podcast for you to help me. Um, prepare my list for the summer now, movie wager.
2: Now, I should note there's one thing. First off, I apologize to any listeners if I don't sound as good as usual. I'm kind of doing this on the go with a crappy headphone mic, so first apologies there. Second is that I have always been a better analyst than a prognosticator, so I'm not necessarily <laughs> the best predict. Now, I, there are a few hey. things I got right last year, like where I, I very specifically remember saying where the Crawdad sing had a potential to be a dark horse, and nobody believed me until that became true. But there, uh, and I was very wrong about Top Gun Maverick. So, you know, you never know.
1: Everybody was wrong about Top Gun Maverick, but you, you know who won the uh, the film cast movie wager last year? Me, and uh, I, I credit some of that to you, Ryan. You, you, you uh, having that conversation with you to talk through some of this, uh, it definitely helped a lot. Well, because
2: I think you threw Black Phone as a dark force uh, as a dark horse, didn't you?
1: I think so. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, which ended up doing pretty well, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get into it because we have a lot to talk about. We do. Um, let's start, uh, you know, our summer movie season. I don't know. Some people might even say summer movie season started with Super uh, Mario Brothers. But we're, we're going to start with May with the release of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And uh, – Okay, uh, so you know, obviously, there's been two other movies before this. Everybody, I don't know. This is this your most anticipated movie this summer? It's mine. Uh,
2: probably, probably. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning would be close. I'm a little, I'm a little sour on the MCU right now. So, like, I, I really want Guardians to be good, but I'm trying not to get super hyped right now, just because I'm, you know, things have been a little iffy in that department but we'll see <laughs> well the big question is like how do you like it, it, hmm. i i guess the
1: the big question that we're going to answer today is you know what are they going to be the big winners of the box office uh this summer uh and i think this is going to be up there but the question is will it be number one and i i mean we could we could figure that out over the course of this conversation but guardians of the galaxy as a franchise you know has done pretty well the first movie did like what, 333 the second movie did 389 but it's been it's been a number of years it's been six years since we've gotten a guardians galaxy movie yeah.
2: guardians guardians seems to guardians does very well overseas so like it tends to perform a little better internationally um guardians 2 did 389 domestic um uh the first guardians did 333 domestic so um but yeah, the the it's the it's the international audiences that tend to show up, and that's the thing here. Where if we're really focusing on domestic, um, you know, some of these movies, like we'll talk about Fast and Furious in a minute, but that tends to play well overseas and okay domestic. So you know, that's where that's where this gets interesting.
1: Yeah. So the question is, our audiences? Well, you know, you've, we've talked about the superhero fatigue, Marvel fatigue, and also Guardians have been kind of absent for a while. I mean, sure they showed up in Thor, Eleven th- Thunder, but you know they've been gone i mean i guess they also had the holiday special on disney plus but i don't know how many people watch that i watched it i liked it but um what do you think like do you think this is going to do better than guardians volume 2 or do you think I do not be- you i do
2: not the early tracking just came out and it's only tracking for around 120 for opening weekend um and uh guardians volume 2 did 146 hmm. um Uh, Now, the original Guardians of the Galaxy was only 94. Now, 120 is nothing to sneeze at, and a lot has changed, admittedly. But I think what you would like to see for Guardians 3, especially because this seems like the safest movie Marvel has coming down the pipeline, and uh, I think what you'd like to see is sort of that Iron Man 3 pop, where, like, the third entry in the trilogy does better than the other two, where, like, Iron Man 3 opened to 174 against Iron Man 2's 128. Um, so, you know, and look, tracking has proved to be a bit unreliable in recent history, but, um, you know, the, the, I think the, that we're only a few weeks out, that tracking's probably closer. Uh, so we'll see, I don't know. Um, I think, you know, so, so I, I think what we're seeing now though, is that it probably doesn't look like it has a great shot to do a lot more than Guardians volume two did. So, you know, that's, that's worth taking into account
1: yeah interesting so you you seem to think it probably will do between what the first movie did and the second movie did
2: yeah i i think i would if i were to guess and the i would say so maybe you know maybe maybe it gets to one thirty opening weekend or something 135 but the question is is it going to have that drop off like multiverse of bad madness or quantumania did in its second weekend right is it going to be front-loaded or is it going to be, play more like a marvel movie of old so does that leave it you know somewhere in the range of you know 300 million domestic or or can it get closer to 400 i don't know
1: i think it's all about that word of mouth and what we know from this movie is you know this is the the finale of guardians of the galaxy it's a finale of uh this team and uh you know i've everybody that's spoken in the press some people i've talked to in private everybody that's read the script said that uh, you know it's left them crying. I don't know. I, I think it could be like one of those like really emotional endings to the, the series and maybe it would yeah. get people to come back again. Yeah,
2: I'm hoping this is more of a no way home situation where regardless of whatever, whatever else is happening, you know, within the superhero world, like these characters have become big enough and the story is big enough. And James Gunn is big enough that, that it sort of overcomes the larger narrative. That's my hope. And I think that trailer is great. And uh, I'm, I'm really hopeful here, but you know, so I think, it's got a wide berth of somewhere between, you know, 300 million domestic and 400 million domestic. Yeah. It just kind of depends.
1: Okay. Uh, there's another movie that actually comes out on May 5th. It's called Love Again. This is from Screen Gems. And this is from director-screenwriter James C. Strauss. And it's, um, I mean, it, it's a romantic comedy drama. It's. um,
2: Yeah, you've also got, I believe, what, May 12th, you've also got Book Club The Next Chapter coming out, which is a sequel to Book Club, of course. Oh yeah. That's the next those, week. Yeah. Yeah. Those are both, but, uh, no love again. I, I'm i not sure what list you're looking at. I've got love again and book club, the next chapter, both listed on May 12th. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but, but anyway, whatever the case, those are both counter-programming bets. Um, eh, you know, I don't know that either of those, those, those might be able to sort of scoop up like famously, like, you know, sisters opened against, um, Star Wars The Force Awakens and like you know it managed to do okay you know relative to to. Uh, but also on that May 12th date we've got Hypnotic which is the new Ben Affleck movie uh, from Robert Rodriguez which I saw a, a in progress cut of at South by Southwest
1: oh I didn't even have that on my list uh, Ben Affleck movie so it, Ben Affleck stars in it
2: yeah. Ben Affleck stars in it. Um, it's like a mind bendy thriller. Um, it was very expensive to make, uh, kind of got shut down a few times by COVID. Um, I didn't officially review it cause what I saw was an in progress cut, but it was a mostly finished movie and uh, it's pretty rough. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was particularly great. And I don't know. I don't know that it's stand. It's got a lot of upside commercial prospects. So I don't think that's going to do much for anybody, honestly.
1: Okay. Um, okay. Uh, you you kind of glossed over book club, the next chapter. Um, Ryan, did you know that there was another book club? I, I didn't.
2: I did actually. I did know that this was coming together. Um, <laughs>
1: well, the the uh, original was released five years ago and made $68 million. So I don't know the, how domestic. That
2: yeah. D- did did a little over a hundred million worldwide. So it was a very, you know, and it was about, about a $14 million budget, kind of that low, lower mid budget sort of hit that, that, So I think that, I think that the sequel could do fine, but again, it's counter-programming. It's not really aiming for, um, and I think if you're sort of looking at, like we talked last year about the um, uh, Downton Abbey movie and then like the Downton Abbey sequel and the Downton Abbey sequel sequel did okay, but not nearly as well as the original, I think book club, the next chapter is probably going to be a similar thing where, you know, you maybe be, you know, 35, 40 million domestic and, you know, 25 30 million overseas 70 million dollar finish optimistically
1: yeah uh there's also another movie coming out that week rally road racers this is a animation uh comedy film honestly
2: isn't that just a limited release though i don't think that's going wide
1: it's listed on my thing on uh, the numbers as being a wide release. Which
2: okay, is... yeah, because I use Movie Insider typically for Aww. for the release calendar, but but it doesn't matter. I think that that's another one of those ones that it's it's not it's you know it's Viva Pictures is the production company yeah. behind it. That's not really going to get you anywhere.
1: Yeah, I was going to say like I, I wonder what they consider wide these days. Like, is there a like industry?
2: Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the number is that that that's wide or not wide. I don't know where that determination ends.
1: Okay, May nineteenth, uh, things get real with Fast X. You know, I, I, this is another one of the big franchise movies coming out this summer, and I think probably a lot of people are looking forward to it. But you know, the Fast and Furious franchise is kind of on a decline. If you you know, Fa- yeah. Furious Seven. It's okay million we're talking 3 million about, domestically right, but I was then you say, got Fast 9 and Hobbs and Shaw that both did 173 which is like about half but this that is where number. i talk about the global so, i mean i'm not number, going right? to say that they're you know they're going to make money it's going to make right. money but like you know is it, this is the first part of the finale of this franchise supposedly I don't even believe that, but that's what they're, they're, you know, they, what are they saying? This is the end of the saga or something. Or
2: this is So this is going to be uh, the fast and furious 11 will be the end of it. So yes. this is like teeing up the end of it.
1: Yeah. It's a two part uh, finale or whatever they've been. Right.
2: But the, but the only thing I'll say though, this is where the global number comes into play. The highest grossing fast and furious movie domestically did 353 million, which was furious seven, but that movie did 1.5 billion worldwide. So this, so this is an international franchise and it kind of always has been, you know, F9 only did 173 domestic, but it did 720 worldwide. So like, you know, I I think guardians probably has a better chance at being a bigger domestic hit than, than fast X does. However, I think globally, I would say fast X might have the edge there.
1: I think Guardians without a doubt domestically is gonna do better than Fast Act. Right. Because you know, it's gonna do in the three hundred million. Like, if it does not do three hundred million Guardians three domestically, I would be I would eat my shoe. Like that, that just seems like Don't a,
2: don't start saying that shit. Oh no. like, it's, it's, it's crazier things have happened. Like I mean, if yes. we had bet if you and I had bet on how much Shazam Fury of the Gods was gonna make, one yeah. of us would be eating a shoe.
1: Yes, yes, you know, no, th- th- that, that is true. But um, and you know, th- what is, what is the most this is gonna get? Because again, we're coming off Fast Nine and Hobbs and Shaw, which both did exactly one hundred seventy three million dollars. Which seems to me like that's the number of like the people interested domestically in in this franchise. But again, this is being promoted as the f- first half of the finale of this franchise. Is that gonna bring more people back in?
2: It might, but I still think even if you look at like the Fate of the Furious, that was two twenty five worldwide pre pandemic or two twenty five domestic pre pandemic against one point two billion worldwide. So I still just think that I think your I think your ceiling probably is around two hundred million if it does exceedingly well two fifty. Yeah. You know, so like so that and that's and that's exceedingly well. You know, so so I, I I still think your 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 cap would be at about two hundred million there. Now again, given given some of the uncertainty we're facing in a bit of an odd summer, that's still probably one of your top three, top four finishers um, domestically for the for the summer. But but not, you know, it's going to pale in comparison to whatever that global number is.
1: Are you looking forward to Fast X?
2: Look, these movies know exactly what they are. <laughs> I, uh, f F nine was among my lesser favorites of of them of the like post fast five era like where this franchise sort of became what it is um but uh still still enjoyed it so obviously i'll be there i don't know if excited's the right word um i'm excited to see brie larson in a leather jacket doing cool stuff on a motorcycle um, you know i think there's things i'm excited about but uh yeah. but yeah i i i will i will totally see it and i will see these as long as they keep making them
1: yeah it kind of worries me that the director left.
2: literally like weeks into filming or something oh Uh, yeah and that was and that was justin lynn by the way who shepherded this franchise for years so he just said forget it
1: yeah um okay may 26 about my father this is kind of like a wild card because you know this is may
2: 26 is a packed week
1: yeah yeah it, it is um okay but let's get, get into this first uh, about my father this is from Lionsgate. this is a comedy starring robert de niro and he's been in a lot of movies he's been in he's been the lead ryan in 70 movies uh and those movies have uh made 2.2 2 billion dollars domestically at the box office which averages 32 million dollars a movie of course some of those movies are from many decades ago so that like you know it's not like his movies averaged 32 million it was probably averaged more than 32 million uh domestically question is is this going to be a little fuckers or is this going to be
2: look i don't think this is one of those situations this is you know de niro hasn't been at the forefront of a huge box office hit like this in a while Um, I, I, I kind of think this is just a lower budget Lionsgate play. You might be looking at 50 million domestic, very optimistically. I, you know, and that's very optimistic. So I know, I don't think this is going to be in that category.
1: Okay. Probably the big movie of this weekend. There's some other movies and we'll talk about them in a second, but the big movie is Disney's the little mermaid. Yep. Uh, this is the live action a- adaptation, you know, Disney has done pretty well with these live action adaptations. So I think the lowest of them is peach dragon, which did 76 domestically, but you know, high end lion King 543 million. Yep. So what, what do you, what do you think a little mermaid? What do you, what do you think this is going to do?
2: You know, I've been wrong about some of these in the past, but um, you know, it's, it's tough because I think like it's weird because you look at like they sent Peter Pan and Wendy to Disney plus, but, but they, but they, you know, put this one in theaters. And I think those like, to me, both seem to have like similar upside potential. Um, By the way, have you seen that yet? Have I seen uh, Peter Pan and Wendy? No, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't had the chance.
1: Yeah. Uh, That came out this week.
2: Am I correct? I think it's this week. Yeah. Because I, because I, because I think Pete's Dragon is the best of the bunch. I, I think uh, most. I, I think
1: critically. I think it's the the best reviewed.
2: Yeah, uh, Pete, Pete's Dragon. but yeah, but but I think I think the thing is like when you look at you know what these movies do domestically, I, I think I think the top end would sort of maybe be maybe Maleficent, you know, like that two forty one number you know, would people would maybe, love little
1: mermaid though. The only thing is like, it doesn't look as colorful. And it's like the, you see like the, the flounder and all those, like, oh, it looks like real fish. Yeah, I don't know. And,
2: and I, and I think the marketing has been a bit odd. And I think, you know, not that I want to give any air to the plebeians here, but the people that are sort of complaining over the casting, I don't know to what degree that affects anything, but I don't um, think it affects anything. Right. But yeah. But so I don't Yeah. So I, I don't know. I would say, You know, uh, 240, 250, you know, would be, I think, like a maybe safe-ish bet, depending on how the reviews go. Um, If it goes bad, you could be looking at Dumbo territory, you know, 115. Um, And I think that that, that's not unlikely, but we'll see.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I had on my notes 250 question mark is what I thought. So I'm great. I would
2: say between 150 and 250 would be be the safe bet there. But again, I'm not as good at prognosticating. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, also that weekend, you have You Hurt My Feelings. It's an A24 Julia Louis-Dreyfus uh, dramedy. Uh, I mean, A24 has made money in the past, but I don't think this is going to be a big...
2: No, but then also that week, I've got listed The Machine, which is Burt Kreischer's comedy that stars Mark Hamill. Um, and then I've also got Kandahar, which is the, uh, the um, uh, Gerard Butler action flick. I think
1: Kandahar is interesting because it's Gerard Butler... You know, he's an undercover CIA operative that, like, gets ousted and he needs to get out of uh, Afghanistan, I think. And, you know, his movies are all over the place, too. Like, Ryan, how do you how do you peg this movie? Because, you know, his last film did 32 million plane. Angel Has Fallen did 69 million. Hunter Killer did 15 million. So it's, it's, it's all over the place.
2: It is all over the place. But I think that, again, this is one of those ones that was predicated on. Uh, decent home video market, pre sales overseas. So it's open road. They don't have, they don't make big hits. That's not what they do. Um, so I think this movie was probably made for 20 million or less. They're counter programming. You're maybe hoping for like an $85 million worldwide finish. You know, so I, I again, it's counter programming. You're looking at, yeah. you know, 40 million, you know, domestic if it does well. Um, and that's fine. That's what the movie was greenlit on. That's what it's predicated on. So again, it's counter-programming. It's not here to... Um, the Machine is the one I'm most, cu- most curious about because Burke Kreischer's been trying to get that made for a long time. You got Mark Hamill in there. I think it's kind of a weird time to release it. Um, I'm not really sure how that's going to do. Uh, that 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 one that one could be a bomb or that one could kind of surprise people. I'm not sure.
1: I feel like, though, there's no huge stars in it. It's I don't know. I, I'm not sure if it has the mass appeal. I
2: don't know that comedy... I don't know that co- comedy is such an uncertain thing these days that I don't even know that it's predicated on necessarily needing a star anymore yeah. if it's going to work.
1: Okay, let's jump to June. June 2nd, Fox is uh, Fox and Disney are releasing The Boogeyman. This is based on the 1973 short film or short story by uh, Stephen King. Mm-hmm. And this is about um, a family who kind of um, – the father is a therapist. They just lost their mother. And they, uh, a desperate patient shows up unexpectedly at their house asking for help. And they bring in a terrifying entity that preys on the families and feeds on their greatest suffering. And this stars uh, Sophie Thatcher, who is,
2: who's in Yellow
1: Jackets, which is.
2: And Chris Messina. Yeah, 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 yeah. And David Dasmalchin. A lot of good stuff going on here. Uh, but I feel like Disney has not
1: had a great track record with the, the promoting of the Fox films.
2: Well, I don't know. I think they're leaning into it now because of what, like, you know, um, barbarian did last year and how horror has been doing in general. And also let us not forget this movie was made to be released directly to Hulu. It performed so well in test screenings that they moved it to a theatrical release. Um, it was directed by Rob Savage, the guy who made that very low budget movie host. Um, yeah, so this one has has dark horse written all over it. Um, I I think this could do very well. I think that trailer plays like Gangbusters every time I see it in the theater. Um, yeah, I th- I think this movie, despite the heavy competition, could do very well.
1: So how much do you? think? What is the potential domestically? Do you think? Because it, to me, like I can't even peg
2: this one. I don't even have you know. Every- well, no, it's t- it's tough because horror can be a little all over the place, right? But I think that, like, if you look at, like, the absolute potential, you had, you know, Smile doing 105 million domestic last year. Yeah. You know, um, uh, and I think Black Phone's probably a better comp because it came out in summer against heavy competition. So, you know, Black Phone did 90 million domestic. That doesn't seem impossible. Like, if the reviews are great and the audience is there, you've got Stephen King's name. You know, that's not impossible.
1: Um, I think that's still a little high for this one, but I could be underestimating...
2: Yeah, right. You never know. And I, so I think like, even if you look at the, let's say the low end, right? Like, let's look at, let's look at uh, the 2019 Pet Cemetery. Um I would say that would maybe be like a low end comp for it. Um, 54 million domestic still. So I, I, I think this one's got a lot of upside. And I think this could be your good dark horse bet.
1: Um, yeah, okay. Uh, the, the big movie coming out that weekend, June 2nd is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And... You know, <laughs> any other summer, this would be my, my you know most anticipated movie, but I think Guardians just like edges it out. Uh, I love the original Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse. I will say that the, the trailers for this don't look as exciting as that movie, even though I am excited for it. What they're hiding thoughts?
2: stuff. They're yeah. hiding stuff. Those trailers, they're, pr- they're trying not to show us stuff. And I think sometimes that bites people in the ass. I think that bit Blade Runner 2049 in the ass. I think that's bitten several movies in the ass before. However, Oscar winning movie, only more people have discovered this over the years. Uh, the, the, The original only opened to 35 million, but word of mouth got that movie to 190 domestic and 375 worldwide. I think this one's gonna do a lot more. I think this has the breakout sequel thing written all over it, where like it's going to do more than the original. So, um,
1: well, the original also came before. No way home did eight hundred and fourteen million dollars domestically, which I'm not saying right. what this is going to do, but there is some kind of rub. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the Spider-Man franchise has kind of taken off since that. It, well, it's not. That, it's not Spider-Man. that
2: it needed to take off since, it, but but I but I think that yeah. So I think that you know this could be. Easily one of your highest domestic earners of of the summer for sure
1: um, How high is the question <laughs> because we have guardians at I, I think right now we were talking about 350-ish for guardians yeah,
2: somewhere between three and four depending on how things go yeah um, but again, that's the wide variance there. this one I see you know bare minimum 200 but I would say I would say 300 300 seems possible to me yeah um and and because this seems like a movie that could do 600 worldwide to me i'm not sure so um that's just a guess uh because i think i i'm smelling almost like that john wick to john wick chapter two type of thing where it's like you know the, the buzz got so good on this movie so we'll see i think that i think that this could be the superhero movie that sort of defies the current trend and, and does more than its predecessor yeah. so that's my guess
1: Honestly, I would say that this should make more money than Guardians of the Galaxy because it's like, you know, more people can see it. Kids can see it. Like, it it really is a feel-good Possibly domestic. Worldwide, no. Worldwide, no. But, I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, also the next weekend, uh, June 9th, it goes up against Transformers Rise of the Beast, which I'm not sure, you know, how much of competition that's going to be. Bumblebee did 127 domestically. But at the height, Transformer movies were doing, you know, four hundred million.
2: Yeah, but this is a proper Transformers movie. It's been a while. I think those trailers have been pretty good. Um, so I think, I think your upside potential on this one is a <laughs> lot more than Bumble. I think it's I think it's probably closer to, probably somewhere between Transformers: The Last Night and Age of Extinction, where The Last Night only did one thirty domestic, but Age of Extinction did two forty five. This is another one of those big global franchises. It does a lot more overseas. so. Um, but yeah, I would still think this would be another yeah. one of those ones that would probably be in your top five by the end of the summer, would be my guess, if the reviews aren't terrible.
1: <laughs> uh, Ryan, you know the re- reviews are going to be terrible.
2: I don't know that. Bumblebee, the reviews were really good for Bumblebee.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that was a different situation, though. But, was- I, but I,
2: well, no, but you don't have Michael Bay there anymore. You got Stephen Caple Jr., who directed um, Creed II, which I thought was great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel more optimistic about this than you do. Yeah, uh, I will say that honestly.
1: I was a fan of the Transformer series. I think there's some good Michael Bay movies. The first and the the third. Oh, I, I,
2: I will yeah. I will defend that first one to the death. Yeah. Um, and and, uh, and and the third one is fun, even if it's not good. That last uh, hour
1: with uh, the Chicago fu- yeah, action it's fun. sequence, yeah, last it's great. Um, but uh, I don't know. Bumblebee looked like it was a more intimate, like coming of age kind of thing. This one seems. I don't know. I'm not sure if I was ever into kind of like the – what are those Beast Transformers? Beast Wars. Beast Wars. Yeah, I was never – it doesn't make sense. I mean not that any of the Transformers things made sense, but honestly, as ridiculous as it is, that Transformers 1 where they explain like all our technology is based on these aliens that came here. I don't know. That's brilliant. It doesn't explain why they turn into beasts. But,
2: uh, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and start arguing about Transformers lore when we're yeah. talking about money. Okay, uh, people just want to see big robots destroy stuff, well, and you know, I th- I think if this movie sticks the landing even a little bit, you've got some upside there.
1: Well, that week is going up against Strays. This is a R-rated comedy from Universal, and it's 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 about a bunch of dogs. So it has like a Reggie is uh, yeah. You got Will, Ferrell, Will Ferrell,
2: Kevin Hart. Jamie Foxx no, Fox, not Kevin Hart sorry Randall um, Park
1: Josh Gad Isla Fisher
2: yeah I have you seen the trailer for this
1: I have not you know honestly it, when I was looking at the list at first I was like oh this
2: is a kid's mo- another kid's movie
1: and then I no. like, I was like no wait, that's not
2: <laughs> Uh this to me I don't feel good about saying this but this to me has bomb written all over it um well, usually
1: like things like this where it's kind of kiddie but adult don't really work out. But I mean Sausage Party did I want to say like hundred and forty million. That was
2: a long time ago. Uh yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't feel good about this one. And I think that trailer's not very good. Um again, one man's opinion, but yeah, I, I don't feel particularly good about this one.
1: Not even as a dark horse?
2: No, God no. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> okay, June 16th. Uh, this is another one that like I really don't know how to, to how to handicap. I don't know how you, what you what you. This use is a tricky this. weekend because okay, let's start with Pixar with Elemental. This is their first theatrical movie since Lightyear. It's Pete Sohn who did uh, the Good Dinosaur. He kind of got got thrown in there like to fix that movie when it was going downhill, and that movie did uh, 123 million. But usually, like you know, a, a Pixar movie, uh, you know. Incredibles 2 did before the pandemic did 608 million domestically. So like Yeah. But I don't I don't feel like I don't feel the buzz on this movie. Oh, not at all. And I
2: and I think that Pixar kneecapped itself over COVID by devaluing its brand. Well, Disney kneecapped Pixar by devaluing the brand, putting these original Pixar movies for free on Disney Plus while charging for movies like um, Black Widow. Um, I do not feel good about, uh, I elemental, I think looks good and I love Pixar, but I, but I, I worry about this movie's commercial prospects, particularly for, for something we're going to talk about here in a second. So, um, I don't feel good about this one.
1: I don't feel good about it either, which is sad because I, uh, you know, I, I know the director Pete Sohn is such a great guy and I know the concept is interesting. I just don't think it's like, uh, uh, appealing to people. Do you think it's going to do better than Lightyear which did 118? Lightyears based on the Toy Story franchise. I feel like it had that IP going in there to to try to attract people in, but people were so confused. I would say probably
2: I would say probably in the same ballpark. Domestic, yeah. <sighs> I think its global upside might be a little better, but yeah, it's not going to be great.
1: Okay, it's going up against what you were you were alluding to is yeah. one of the last films in DC EU which is The Flash. Yep. Which, um, I mean, okay, this movie has a lot of things going for it. Uh, if you've seen the trailer, you know that um, that Batman is back. Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah, Michael Keaton's
2: Batman is back. And I think that's And Ben double- Affleck's Batman. So, yeah. like, you got double the Batman.
1: I think that's going to lure people in. But I also think people, do, like, are starting to not care about these movies that are not part of the new DCU. Because it's like, what's Except the point? Except
2: this one is clearly set as the reset point. Um, the buzz on this movie has been incredible. I can't say much, much, but I can say that I know some people that have seen it and Mm. they have now, despite the Ezra Miller of it all, which was a huge complication originally. Um, it is supposedly phenomenal. James Gunn said it's one of the best superhero movies he's ever seen. It's his job to say that, but that's still worth noting. Um, they are showing it in its entirety later this month at CinemaCon, like two months before its theatrical release. You don't do that unless you have a lot of faith in the movie. That's what happened with Top Gun Maverick before it had its huge run. So I think this movie is going to make a lot of money.
1: Well, the question is, how much? Because, you know, The Last Shazam did 57 million, Black Adam did 168, but then at the top of that, you have like what in recent history, where Ezra Miller debuted, The Flash, 229 million. So Wait, what are, you,
2: what are you talking about? The uh, I mean, sorry, ju- the ju-
1: Justice League, sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that movie was, I, I don't know. I mean, you look at Aquaman doing 335. Um, I think with two Batmans in your movie, that's not out of the realm of possibility if the reviews are really that good. Um, you know, I, I do not I don't think that's out of the question. I would say that you're probably definitely going to exceed Black Adam for sure with two Batmans in your movie, probably closer to Justice League on the low end.
1: We have the rest of the summer to get to, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay, the other movie coming out that weekend is The Blackening. And... I don't
2: know anything about this. Oh, you
1: haven't seen the trailer? Um, it looks funny. It, it's a horror movie, horror comedy. It's directed by Tim Story. And, uh, it's oh, Tim en- Story directed this? Yeah, it's Ensemble. Uh, it premiered at the Toronto Film Festival. I don't... Uh, I guess it won the people's choice for Midnight Madness so I, I guess people liked it um but it, it it kind of like it's like the whole uh you know black character is the first to die in horror movie trope but it tend it like instead you know it's it's a play on that because it's an all black group in a cabin in the woods and they're confronted with a mass killer and it's all like uh the mass killer demands that they rank their degrees of blackness so that he can determine which the correct order is to kill them
2: it, it, it's a funny it's a funny concept it, it seems it, again that's one of those ones i mean that's count that's 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 even a, even as counter programming that's got a hill to climb um on that weekend but <laughs> so, i mean it, you seems, know, it seems
1: like it could get that like jordan peele kind of audience
2: sure maybe a little bit i don't know what lionsgate spent on it but um you know i mean you're i don't think you're looking at something that's going to make a ton of money um that's that's that would be my guess i might do fine relative to its budget but i don't know that that's something you need to have on your radar as a big grossing movie for the summer no
1: yeah um okay june 23rd the next weekend uh we got no hard feelings in asteroid city so asteroid city is the new film from wes anderson Anderson. and uh I, i never know how to peg his movies either I mean, it's like, the summer's full of a lot of things that I'm not quite sure how they're going to do.
2: Yeah, Wes Anderson's a little all over the place, and summer feels weird for him.
1: It does. Feels like he should although although
2: really- I will say, this looks, I, I am a little worn out with Wes Anderson, but like but I will say, um, this looks more in line with, with what I would kind of be interested in but also wes anderson let's let's look at this his highest grossing domestic movie 59 million dollars
1: really wow yeah the
2: grand budapest hotel he is not a guy that he's a guy that he's a guy that seems it's surprising to me you know that he's because like his highest grossing movie is the grand budapest hotel 163 million worldwide from there you go to 71 million with Royal Tenenbaums. Most of his movies don't make a ton of money. So it must be one of those things where over time, over DVD, Blu-ray, streaming, these movies, are they're good catalog titles for a studio would be my guess. Um, but, uh, and, and, you know, because he doesn't work particularly cheap either. You know, he, he's upper mid-budget usually.
1: Yeah, it costs money um, for these movies. So I guess where, where does it, I mean, this has a great ensemble cast, but all his movies have great ensemble casts.
2: If the movie comes out, I'd say you're probably closer to Isle of Dogs on this one, 32 million, 35 million, maybe something like that. Domestic.
1: Yeah. Um, what about no hard feelings? I don't even know what this is. What is no hard? I don't feelings? know what that is either. I have no
2: idea what that I was hoping you were ready for that. So I didn't look <laughs> like an idiot. But thanks Peter.
1: Oh, you're, you're welcome. I'll pull it up here. It's, it's one of the few here. Uh, this is from Columbia pictures and this is a coming of age sex comedy from Gene Stup-
2: Oh Gene Subnicki Stup- ben- yeah. he directed uh, he co-directed um uh, good boys i believe
1: Yes good boys and he also did bad teacher in year 1 Oh good
2: boys is so great okay i now He's am one of the interested guys that did this. the
1: office yeah
2: Yeah yeah i know oh good boys is so so funny i i okay i'm now interested in this
1: Okay so this is um is this a Jennifer Lawrence stars in this? So this is oh, okay.
2: this is the Jennifer Lawrence movie. Yes, okay, that's right. I know what this is. All right, she's um, she's an
1: Uber driver facing bankruptcy after her car is repossessed, and she's in Montauk, New York, and she accepts an unusual Craigslist posting. And her new employers are parents who have noticed that their socially clueless but academically gifted teenagers t- teenage son is not interested in human interactions dating women or having sex in exchange for a buick regal she agrees to become the son's quote-unquote girlfriend to quote-unquote date his brains out and help him join adult life
2: yeah this one this one i think the jennifer lawrence upside gets you there um again though comedy's been a bit rough as a box office concern as of late so uh rom-coms are one thing and this is almost rom-commy but you know, I think like Bros was a gigantic failure last year, so I am not really sure. But Jennifer Lawrence can put meat in seats, so um, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What
1: what is Jennifer Lawrence's uh, uh, numbers? What, what, how, how does well, she- I mean,
2: because you know, Hunger Games, you know,
1: well, uh, I mean, that, but that's like ten years ago, right?
2: Well, sure, but I'm just saying if you're talking about you know what she's capable of
1: what is she more like re- recently what has she even been in recently? Let's look
2: at her highest gross OK, so outside of Hunger Games, um, you had like American Hustle, 150 million dollars, Silver Lining's playbook, 132. This is just domestic, by the way. Even <laughs> passengers, a movie nobody really liked, 100 million domestic.: Yeah. Huh. Joy 56, Red Sparrow 46.
1: I'm feeling this can do more towards joy numbers.
2: Probably, but that's not bad for a comedy like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, June 30th. Uh, we, ha- we have a big movie. We have Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. <laughs> again, a huge movie. I'm excited. I'm so excited to see this. I'm hoping the Indiana Jones, uh, there's redemption for Indiana Jones in this movie after coming off crystal skull, which a lot of people hated. Um, but like, how do you, how do you, again, how do you handicap this one?
2: Oh, I I have this is one of the ones I have no. Also of note, this movie has about a three hundred million dollar budget. So good fucking luck, Lucasfilm. Um, but because uh, I mean, Crystal Skull three seventeen domestic. That's your that's your ceiling. That's how high you know. And, but that was fifteen years ago. So I have no idea. Um, I really really don't. I, I I I honestly have no idea. I, I this one, if the reviews are phenomenal. I I I really this this is I, I I hate to say I don't know I couldn't even, I really couldn't hazard a guess here.
1: I feel like the bottom side of this is like two hundred and fifty. That's like the lowest it can possible. Oh, possibly go. you can do. Oh,
2: it can do less than that. I really? I, I would. Oh, I think so. Hmm. <laughs> I, I I think let's say let's say it opens below expectations. You don't even get a hundred million dollar opening weekend, this- which again. But, Raider, but again, you're looking. Raiders okay, of the Lost
1: Ark made two hundred twenty-five million dollars in nineteen eighty-one. Ryan, that was like over, but that was forty year over four years. Okay, ago.
2: but again, that was forty years ago. Do people care? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull barely cracked a hundred million on its opening weekend. Um, so let's say, let's say, Dial of Destiny doesn't crack a hundred, and then it has that huge drop off that we see your second weekend sometimes. Yeah, they could easily fail to get to two hundred and fifty easily.
1: Hmm. I still think it's going to be more around 300, but.
2: Again, I I could see that easily if it's really good. I could see more than that. Again, this is one of those ones where I could see it going, you know, maybe as low as 150 on the absolute disaster end of the spectrum or as high as like 400. I have no idea.
1: (laughs) Okay. There's another movie coming out that week, uh, which I, I didn't even know about. It's from Universal Pictures and DreamWorks Animation, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken.
2: Yeah, that I didn't know either. But that, that same weekend, you got Harold and the Purple Crayon too. So you got two family movies. What
1: the heck? Like, I, and I honestly think Tini uh, that uh, Indiana Jones is a movie that, like, even though it's not a family movie, but it's a, it's a movie that, like, you know, dad and mom bring their kids to.
2: Yeah, because that's not if you're above the age of six or seven years old, you might want to go see Indiana Jones. Like yeah. that's so. I think that yeah, that's it's a it's a strange. So that's a weird weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if if. That Ruby movie might be more of like a streaming play for Universal that they're just deciding to throw in theaters. I know Harold and the Purple Crayon for Sony that's been sort of pegged as like a a, a bona fide theatrical release for some time, um, and I can sort of see releasing a movie like that. Well, let's, as look, a,
1: as a, let's look at DreamWorks. DreamWorks Animation, you know, Puss in Boots did 185 million. It's not going to do that, right? No, it, God, no. Yeah, but I mean, the bad guys. I don't even know what the bad guys is that in 97 million.
2: Bad Guys was uh had a uh, Sam Rockwell as like that group of animals. Doing oh hikes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah. I mean, it's possible. It could sneak up on, but I, I don't know. Even ninety seven million seems out of reach for something like that with that much competition.
1: Yeah, I guess more like um, <laughs> the Boss Baby family business fifty seven million. That was COVID riddled, but yeah, maybe. Yeah i don't know dreamworks animation has really usually hit around 150 million for a lot of before covid dreamworks tends to do pretty well yeah i don't uh see so i I don't know like i i I had 60 million next to this but i i think it could do higher what about harold in the purple crayon
2: probably one of those what did uh what did lyle lyle crocodile finish with
1: I love that our job, Ryan, is involves questions like that. What did Lyle Lyle Crocodile finish with? (laughs)
2: Look, Mom, I made it. Uh, (laughs) All right. Um, uh, Yeah, Lyle Lyle, forty six million. That seems possible to me. Hundred worldwide. That seems that seems possible.
1: Mm. Yeah, that seems
2: like a decent comp.
1: Okay, now we're hitting July, and we got a bunch of horror going on this summer. We got Insidious Five and Joyride.
2: Joyride, I saw at South by Southwest. It's a, it's an outstanding comedy. Uh, it's really funny. I am so worried. It's just not gonna. I, it's either gonna really pop or it's gonna fall flat, and I'm not sure which one. Um, I, I think Joyride is extremely funny. And what I really is Joyride about? It. Joyride is about two best friends, uh, Asian best friends who met, like you know, or they're. Uh, one 's parents immigrated to America, another one was adopted, and they like became best friends because they were like the only two Asian kids in like a white neighborhood and then uh, as they're older the one they kind of go on a uh, a trip to China and it ends up becoming a pilgrimage to find the adopted one's real mother um sort of accidentally, but a bunch of um y type haphazard stuff happens along the way it 's a group of girls. Um, it's very very funny like it played huge for a crowd at uh at south by it's really seth Rogen produced it um it's it's great uh stephanie Hsu from um uh everything everywhere all at once is in it uh it's it's uh it's really good so um that one again comedy's been tough though at the box- comedy really has been a tough sell at the box office so i don't know um but you know if again if you're looking at like upside potential, like what is the the upside, right? Like what could it do? Um, You could look at something like girl's trip. Uh, which uh, you know did 115 domestic. You know that's your real upside. That's what. That's why studios still bother to make these because if it works, it can work
1: huge. But this seems like it's for like a younger audience than Girls Trip, right? Like this also seems like it's. Um... Well,
2: yeah, but you're serving a potentially underserved audience. That's yeah. why Girls Trip works so well. So I'm not saying that it's going for the exact same audience, but I'm saying sometimes when you serve that underserved audience, things good things happen.
1: Okay, what about Insidious Five? I I don't even like. I didn't even know Insidious was up to five movies at this point. And
2: Patrick Wilson is making his feature directorial debut with this one.
1: So, how has the Insidious franchise performed? Let's let's look at the graph. well. There's
2: a reason we're getting a fifth movie, Peter. Um, <laughs> uh, not not to spoil it for you, but but again, you're also looking at like you know these movies are yeah. made for very little money. So, you know, Insidious chapter two being the ceiling there at 83 million on a production budget of $5 million. Yeah. So I don't think Insidious five is going to do that. But again, you know, you're, you could it easily do 65, 70 million? Sure. If it, if it goes well, absolutely.
1: But if you look, you look at three did 22 domestic, th- four did 29 domestic.
2: No, you're few- looking at those are the opening weekends, dude. You got to look oh, wait, at the final Oh, wait, sorry.
1: Uh, sorry. 52 domestic for three and 67 domestic for four so my point still stands it's going up right like there's well, not four- save
2: for save for that chapter two was the highest grossing
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: so it's kind of a little all over the place but but again I think it's consistent in that people show up for these movies and the worldwide gross has what's increased the most over over the later runs but it is pretty consistent so like I said I think you know 50 million is probably your floor for that. 75 million maybe your ceiling
1: 75 yeah i had 70 on my on my on my notes here
2: you know if it's really good you know could break out but i'd say that's probably what you're looking at
1: okay middle of july july 14th your most anticipated movie of the summer comes out potentially potentially it's potentially your most anticipated i don't know i don't
2: know how to (laughs) feel i don't (laughs) don't put me on the spot peter that's not fair of you to do it i
1: don't know how to Um, feel that's funny. No, I'm
2: just kidding. No, but I'm really, because I think those last four Mission Impossible movies have been so good. I thought Mission Impossible Fallout was, Mission Impossible Fallout had one of my favorite action scenes of the decade in it, uh, which uh, just, uh, that bathroom fight is so, it just doesn't go how you think it's going to go, even though in the trailer, you're like, I cannot wait to watch Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise beat up people in a bathroom and it just doesn't go that way. Um, yeah, just can't, cannot wait.
1: Rogue Nation did 195 domestic. Uh, The Fallout did 220. So we're we're kind of going on on an upward trajectory. It's definitely been
2: an upward trend for sure because Mission Impossible: Fallout was the highest grossing worldwide by a considerable margin. Um, So again, this is another one that's hampered by a 300 million dollar budget. So so you know it really needs to do well. But um,
1: so this could maybe do 250. 240? If it
2: goes up, right? Like if that upward, but I think that you're easily looking at a 200 million domestic movie for sure. Yeah. So you know, yeah, 250 maybe on the on the upside, but I would say you know 175 would be your your floor.
1: Does it having a part one in the title hurt it or help it? Because it, I can see it out both ways. I can see it hurting it because I think that people- helps
0: eight more
2: if se- if seven is good.
1: Okay. I can so if so Dead Reckoning being like, Part
2: 1 is really good and people love it, that helps Dead Reckoning Part 2 more. But like, are
1: there people like, oh, this is only half a movie. I don't want to see Part 1. No,
2: no, I don't think that happens. Infinity War made $2 billion. Don't don't be silly. Well, well yes,
1: but they also remember there when that was going to be called Infinity War Part 1 and Infinity War Part 2, and then they changed it. The reason why they supposedly changed it is Disney saw that that was – a negative like yeah, but look,
2: maybe i don't i don't know if that part one thing hurts people it didn't hurt harry potter
1: well true but also um uh spider verse which we talked about earlier also changed it was originally gonna sure be... and, and
2: again I, I i don't blame them for changing it and they could change it before yeah. i don't know but but uh but yeah what's I'm not, I'm yeah, not,
1: this movie's gonna make a lot of money i'm not saying it's that, gonna I, make
2: a lot of money yeah. i i i'm not certain that that part one hurts you i don't know about that
1: okay uh, let's jump to July twenty first. Barbie, again, another movie. I, I have this. This summer is filled with. How-
2: if you want to get, do you know how much they spent on Barbie? Uh, no, it's got a hundred million dollar budget.
1: Wow. Um, yeah,
2: I'm nervous about that one. I that's one of the ones I think that like relative to its budget, but- and especially because there was a little bit of. Um, Buzz today that Oppenheimer was moving to later in the year but Universal has not confirmed that however I've always thought that Oppenheimer might move off of this date because I do think those two movies opening on the same day is a bad idea
1: yeah um well I mean they're totally different audiences but Barbie is, yeah, but, but
2: uh, I do think there's crossover there
1: uh-huh. Barbie's one of these brands that like is like Lego. It could be the Lego movie. Like, you know, how big can Barbie go?
2: What did the Lego movie do domestic?
1: Had to have done pretty well, right?
2: I don't remember cuz the Lego movie 2 didn't didn't do particularly well, but um Lego yeah, cuz I, I knew uh, so oh wow, Lego movie did more domestic than I thought. So 257. So yeah, maybe may, maybe that, you know, maybe it could be Maybe that could be your ceiling for something like that. But but what's the floor, right? How bad can it be?
1: So are we thinking more like 200 million? <laughs> if
2: it goes really well. But I, I have a hard time thinking about I It's like hard for me to say that about a Barbie. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, I and I know. think those trailers have been a bit odd. I don't know how people respond to them.
1: Okay, Oppenheimer. This is the next film from Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan is a brand name, but I will tell you, You know, him getting further away from the sci-fi genre that he he kind of built himself on, um, him either being in, uh, you know, comic books or sci-fi. I'm not sure that this has the appeal of his other films.
2: Well, in fairness, Peter, uh, if you want to look at Dunkirk, you know, 512 million worldwide, 190 domestic. So he doesn't necessarily need that sci-fi thing, you know, uh, he doesn't necessarily need that angle.
1: I forgot about dunkirk
2: yeah. yeah you did peter you did uh and even if you look at like you know the prestige you know 100 million worldwide pretty good for that kind of movie back then um and let it you know i mean so I, I i would i would say oppenheimer oppenheimer could very easily be in a similar position to dunkirk um uh if it goes very well so you know maybe maybe somewhere between 150 and 200 million domestic It did 190, you said Dunkirk? Dunkirk did, yeah.
1: So you think this between 150 and... 150
2: and 200, depending. I would say 125 being the the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: July 28th, we have Haunted Mansion. This is from Disney. This is based on the Such a
2: weird time to release this one. I know. Why not just wait until October? Such a weird... This is another one of those ones that I, I, I don't... I I don't. I think this is going to be more of a Jungle Cruise situation where it might be a bit of a whiff, but like, but probably a little better than Jungle Cruise because like the pandemic is no longer an issue. But, but I, but I would say, this is one of those ones I could see like sort of eking its way to 300 worldwide.
1: Really, 300? Oh, worldwide. Maybe again, that's on like that's on like
2: the low side, right? If it's surprising and people really show up, it could be closer to 500. But
1: I mean, Jungle Cruise did 116 domestic. Um, right.
2: But like I said, a little better than Jungle Cruise cuz you don't have the pandemic, right? So let's say that does you 150, 160. But I also
1: think more people know Haunted Mansion than they more know. More people Jungle absolutely do,
2: not, do know Haunted Mansion. You got that little bit of horror buzz there. So, you know, I'd say 150 being the floor and maybe 250 being your ceiling.
1: That's a big range, right?
2: <laughs> I told you, I'm not Hey man, you're the one that wants me to, you know, I'm not I'm not great uh, at prognosticating.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But but it's a it's a bit, but I also do think this is one of those movies though, and we've talked about this. I know some of this gets frustrating, but I think some of these really do have that big range of like you know who knows, right? Like it 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 really. I think this one has more going for it than Jungle Cruise, but but I still think it sort sort of does depend on reviews. It depends on how other stuff is doing. If Barbie and Oppenheimer are crushing, then Haunted Mansion might get boxed out. And then you've got to look at what's coming the next week. So it's also all about relative to the weeks around it is the issue. Okay. Well, we also have Talk to Me, which is a... Talk to Me is great. I saw it at a Fantastic Festival. What is it? It's a, it's a horror flick from A24. Um, I don't want to say much, but it has one of my very favorite endings of a movie in the last five years. Um, it is a, It is really yeah. really good um a very basic premise is uh some some uh teenagers in australia start messing around with a candle and a hand that allow them to sort of open a portal to the the afterlife and things go very poorly
1: yeah this is 97 percent on rotten tomatoes so people are gonna love this horror is doing really well right now
2: yeah so this is one of those like might sneak up and do you know 50 60 million domestic if it does really well um, you know, 20, 30 million, if it kind of does whatever, but like, yeah, it, it could do okay.
1: Um, okay. August 4th, we're getting at the end of summer. Um, the Meg two really? Yeah. They got the Meg two coming. I didn't even know that was coming,
2: <laughs> but it's also, are. I think that's a, that's a sneaky crowded weekend. Um, oh yeah, it is.
1: Because it also has what comes around in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
2: Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Hay- Mayhem, the animated movie, which looks very much to be trying to do with Ninja Turtles what happened with Spider Verse. Um, so, I, I, I that that's another one of those ones that I'm not super sure, but I think it's got a lot of upside potential.
1: Yeah, I mean, so like, say it does as good as Spider Verse, the first Spider Verse, that what was that like near two hundred or something.
2: Yeah, so again, it had a somewhat small opening weekend around thirty-five million, but it did, uh, I think, ultimately one hundred and ninety domestic. Yeah, one hundred and ninety domestic, and then so you know that's that's pretty. You know, I don't know that Ninja Turtles is going to get you as high. So maybe one hundred and fifty domestic, you could say, would would be maybe not a bad place for it to land. Okay, what about the Meg Two? How 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 did the Meg One do? Dude, the Meg did really well. The the Meg sort of snuck up on people. The Meg made five hundred and thirty million worldwide.
1: Wow, okay. I did not know it did that. Yeah, well.
2: but but that's only one hundred forty five domestic though, so it had a huge international stake.
1: But it's also one of those movies that I feel like people are watching on VOD and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's it's one of those essentially home video things. So Yeah, so maybe, so I, I don't
2: know. My hope is that they kept the budget down because the first one had a hundred and thirty million dollar budget. My hope is that the sequel was greenlit off of a slightly smaller budget.
1: So do you think this is gonna do more than the original? No. yeah i I haven't really even heard much about it so what do you think like a hundred
2: yeah maybe a hundred depending but also i think i think there's a chance this movie moves off that date
1: why do you think that
2: no trailer yet no marketing yet and if they're going to start that they got to start that soon
1: that makes sense um we also have what comes around which is a film from ifc
2: films is this even wide
1: not sure uh, I, I don't
2: have that on my list, so I'm not sure.
1: A young love affair becomes a menacing game of cat and mouse where nothing is what it seems in this immersive thriller. Oh, it's based on a play. Hmm. Okay, we'll skip that one because that one doesn't seem too interesting anyways. We're getting into the weed of things of the end of summer. Uh, Grand
2: Turismo, this is based on the video game, right? Kind of. Uh, it's based on, I think the story of this is interesting It's like a kid who got really good at the video game and then actually ended up helping like a race team. Uh, Like it's very, it's like, so it's kind of one of those like sort of based on the video game, but sort of not type of movies. Um, But then that's also the same weekend as The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which we just got a trailer for yesterday, which is that Dracula flick, which looks really cool. So I think that's probably got more upside potential domestic than Gran Turismo has. You think so? Because I feel like a lot of
1: people know Gran Turismo.
2: Yeah, it doesn't translate to just because we've seen that's the folly we saw with video game movies for years. Just because people know the know the name doesn't mean it's going to translate to guaranteed success. So that's also another one of those movies that I do think could perform slightly better overseas. Uh, But Demeter to me seems like if one of those is going to break out, that's going to be the one.
1: Okay, August 18th. We're almost at the end of this. We have Blue Beetle, which is, again, another one of the DC movies. How do you think this is going to perform?
2: Blue Beetle, I, you know. I am very worried about. It's got a lot of competition on either side of it, I think. Um, I think it, it's... We've seen... DC hasn't launched a new superhero since, successfully since Shazam in 2019. Um, and I think Blue Beetle has even less name recognition than that uh, in your mainstream audiences. I think that trailer's good, but I but I think... I think it's going to be tough. I think that's going to be a tough ask. Uh, the, the, that one, one of those ones that the floor could be pretty low for that one. Um, you know, but it could also, but again, who knows if it's really good. Yeah. Who knows? But
1: we also have the Hill, which is this biographical sports drama and it's uh, based on Ricky Hill, who overcome overcame a physical handicap to become one of the, uh, Became a player in the Major League Baseball. Um, and it has Dennis Quaid and
2: uh, yeah, that one it could do okay. But again, that's another one of those ones they're not aiming for. You know, it's they're a not, dad they're,
1: movie.
2: It's a dad movie. They're not. They're only aiming so high. You know, like they're they're not. It's going to be one of those ones that does what it does at the box office, and then it ultimately is a VOD play. I think.
1: Um, I had something else on my list here. Back on the strip. Do you know what
2: that is? <laughs> no, I I don't even know. I have no idea what that is.
1: See, we're we're getting to the part of summer that like a lot of these movies haven't had trailers or anything yet. So, it's, well, but also
2: it's... it's that weird part of the summer, that, like where we looked at last year, where like Hollywood kind of left late August a little bare.
1: This doesn't seem like it's a wide release. I don't know why I had this on my list because it says it's uh, a August losing... twenty.
2: August twenty fifth is the weird one to me because you have like White Bird, A Wonder Story, and then you have They Listen. And like so that like that seems like the date on the calendar where one of these bigger movies could have moved to.
1: Yeah. Wait. So uh, they listen. That's from Sony Pictures, and that is a horror movie.
2: It's a thriller. Yeah. That's the. It's a new Blumhouse movie. Um. And then White Bird, A Wonder Story, is the implication there that's like a sequel to 2017's Wonder? Is that what they're getting at? Uh, I guess so. Because Wonder made a crap load of money. Like, kind of like, sort of surprisingly.
1: It's about the bully who left Bleacher Prepped is visited by, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the implication, because Lionsgate is well. So I yeah. think the implication is that they're trying to sort of make a seat. Yeah, so Wonder made $306 million. Like, very, very kind of like, surprisingly. Um, yeah, wow. Wonder made one thirty two domestic. Now I don't think the sequel would do that, but if you did half that, you got a seventy-five million dollar hit on your hands.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, the interesting thing for the contest I'm participating with is it, it it cuts off at the at Memorial Day, so a lot of this August stuff is probably not going to matter in in the grand scheme of things to me. Although right. you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at the beginning of of August.
2: Oh, As that one's going to matter to you. Ninja Turtles is going to matter to you, and Last Voyage of the Demeter could matter to you.
1: Well, that comes out. That's only going to have two weeks, though, Ryan.
2: Yeah, but you know, horror movies tend to make the bulk of their money in those first two, for sure.
1: Yeah, interesting. Okay, I'm going to have to put my list together, but I think you've been very insightful and very, uh, very helpful in uh, this. And uh, hopefully, there's hopefully a lot of those movies we talked about are going to be good. And they're going to be (laughs) the movies that we're we're going to be excited about this summer because it, 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 I mean, it really seems like there's some big movies this summer that have the potential to be great.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an exciting summer. I think there's a lot of stuff I'm really looking forward to. And if it delivers, it could be a really good year.
1: Um, You can find more of all the work at slash.com. You can find this podcast in Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at peter.com. And please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word, and we'll see you on Monday.